The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. Good morning. Uh, My name is Patrick Still. I'm the director of youth programs for the Coffee Oasis. Um, Me and my wife have been attending The Refuge for about 12 years now. Um, I, I came to know Christ in my late teens, uh, in early twenties and have been glad to call this, uh, place home for a, a little while. Um, to introduce the idea we're going to be talking about, which is truth, uh, today and what is truth. Um, I, I, uh, get to, as a father, um, kind of try to pass the idea of truth on to my son. Um, and it's sometimes challenging uh, as a dad. Um, uh, for instance, I head out to work or I go to the store and I come back home and the whole bag of cookies is eaten. And I sit my son down and, and go, um, did you eat the whole bag of cookies? Uh, and he's like, no, dad, no, not me. I'm like, Liam, are, tell the truth. Are you, have you eaten the whole bag of cookies? And as a dad, as a dad, you want to raise your kid, kids up in telling the truth. And, um, more, more than often, I, I find out later uh, my wife has confessed to me that she ate the bag of cookies. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, it gets really hard to hold truth. Um, you know, if you have one kid and no pets, you know who broke the lamp. But you had more than one kid, uh, you have a brood, and there's a bro- broken lamp, and truth becomes a, a bit of a struggle in the household. Uh, who did what? And why did they do it? And how to, how to be honest in those things. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to those struggles very soon. Um, I, you know, so as adulthood and being a parent, I, I struggle with the concept of uh, truth sometimes in building integrity in my son. Um, how many of you guys in the room are attending college or have just got out of college? Yeah. Um, is the is the concept of truth a struggle while you're in school? I I. I I'll give you the synops- the Pat Still synopsis of his days in college. Um, I go to school. The instructors present everything as fact. This is the history. This is the theories. This is the knowledge. And everything is presented as fact. And as my job as a student at that time to sponge up all those facts that were being presented. And those facts and theories 
were to equivalate to truth and I was to go out and uh, present that truth whatever occupation I was working in. Um, and I and I think is that is that reality when going to school? Is everything said all the theories that are presented are those things all true? And how does those that education shape uh your life? Um why why the subject of tr- truth? Um we're going to be looking at a passage today uh, where uh, Pilate is confronted with the person of Jesus. And his very fr- famous phrase from this passage is, what is truth? He was confronted with Jesus and it, it left him wanting uh, in some way. Um, two main ideas from uh, the passage today is what is truth? What is the truth about Jesus? And the second is once we know the truth about Jesus, what do, what do we do with Jesus? What are we willing to do uh, with Jesus? We're going to be spending t- uh, most of the day today in uh, the book of John, chapter 18, verses 28 through 40. And I, I want to ask you the same questions. Who is Jesus? And what are you going to do with the person of Jesus? Um, I'll give you uh, those right away. Let's spend a little time in the Word. Um, uh, John 18, uh, 28. This is the kind of setting of the, of the verses. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Calipas to the palace of the Roman governor. But now it was early in the morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, uh, they did not want to enter into the palace. Because they wanted to be able to eat uh, for the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What are the charges you're bringing against this man? Um, I'm going to stop there Um, in kind of the situation. So the spiritual leaders have Jesus. They have taken him by force uh, in the garden. And uh, they have already taken him to a a spiritual leader uh, under uh, the Israel nation. And he had found nothing wrong, uh, no charges against Jesus. So they take him up the food chain a little bit more, and they take him to the Roman governor, which is Pilate. And they take him to Pilate's place. However, the spiritual leaders will not enter into Pilate's place. And uh, really simply, why is uh, in uh, their law, in order to stay clean, they can't during this time they can't enter into a Gentile's house. And uh, Pilate is a Roman; he isn't a Jew, 
but a Roman and is foreseen as a Gentile. So they're not willing to enter into uh, his house because they want to remain clean so they can eat the Passover uh, dinner. Um, Which I find fascinating. I find fascinating because why they're there for. Find fascinating that they won't eat, uh, they won't go into this guy's house, but they are there to bring Jesus there so uh, Pilate will kill Jesus for them. They are there and they don't want to be unclean, but they're there to commit murder. Um, and and we keep going. If uh, if he were not a criminal, they replied, "We would not have handed him over to you." Let's keep going. Pilate said, "Take him to uh, to, to yourselves and judge him by your own law." But we have no right to execute anyone. They objected. Uh, this uh, took place to fulfill uh, what Jesus had uh, said about uh, the kind of death uh, he was going to die. So Pilate goes back inside. So, so what's going on here? So the spiritual leaders want to kill Jesus. And earlier in John, we see why. Uh, Jesus is gaining popularity and people are starting to follow him and these spiritual leaders think that they are going to lose power in some way and that Jesus is going to raise up as a military leader and take control. So they're there to see this man executed. And Pilate uh, is the governor but he's also the judge of that territory. Pilate comes out to the street to talk with the spiritual leaders and he's basically asking, what charges are you bringing him up on? As a judge, what do I need to deliberate about in order to find out guilt or not guilt? And their response is, well, you know, we wouldn't have brought him here if he wasn't a criminal. You can believe us. We're spiritual leaders of the time. They don't give any any particular judgment or any particular evidence or any particular uh, word of why they're bringing Jesus here. And, And I think it was because they wanted this all to be very convenient. Um, one of my questions is what do you do with Jesus and these spiritual leaders were their response was well he says he's God he says he's Christ but he's taking our power in the in the community Um, our decision is I'm going to do what is convenient and kill him instead of believing in him So they present this guy as a criminal and they give no evidence. And I have to, have to say that 
Pilate is usually portrayed as uh, a coward and a weak man. And, but he is in enough of a pursuit of truth. He says, okay. And he goes back inside to talk to Jesus. Uh, Pilate went back into uh, the uh, place, summoned Jesus, and he asked, are you a king of the Jews? He asked. Is that what your own idea, Jesus asked, or did someone talk to you about me? And Pilate responded, I am a Jew, he replied. Your own people and chief priests having having had handed you over to me, uh, what have you done? Pilate is, seeking, Pilate is seeking to find out again what the charges are. He's acting as a judge. He's trying to find out what evidence there is of why he should try this man. And he starts with the obvious are you a king? He's looking to find out whether Jesus is a rival king. Is he looking to overthrow the government? Is he looking to be a traitor or bring up a revolutionary? And Jesus doesn't respond necessarily with he's a king. But Jesus replies back that he has a kingdom. You see uh, uh, something that seems contradictory to what I've already said. I've told you that uh, Pilate is a Gentile and that's why they uh, haven't entered into his um, house. Uh, Pilate is a Gentile. He kind of sarcastic sarcastically replies that he's a Jew, meaning he he is part of this community that has brought Jesus uh, uh, at this point. Uh, He is not by birth a a Jew. If you look back at the history, he is just responding, hey, my community brought brought you to me. Your community brought brought you to me. What have you done? Um, Jesus replies to these questions. My kingdom is not of this world. Uh, If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom uh, is from another place. Uh, You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answers, you say uh, that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world was to testify the truth. Uh, Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And Pilate responds with the kind of key idea, what is truth here? So Pilate's looking for a reason uh, to... Uh, judge uh, Jesus. Jesus doesn't directly answer his question, but indirectly says he's a king and his kingdom is uh, somewhere else and is unlike the kingdoms of this world. And uh, again, I I love that this 
idea comes from a politician. Uh, verse 38, what is truth? Uh, is the words that come out of his, his mouth. Um, Jesus presents an idea of who he is. He does present that he is a king and that he has a kingdom. I think Jesus is inviting uh, Pilate at this point to really know who he is. But again, Pilate sarcastically replies, what is truth? And does not accept the invitation of knowing who he is. Um, I, I, I went to Bible school um, for several years. Um, went to Cascade Bible School and went to Multnomah Bible School. And they presented a lot of things to me, a lot of truth. Um, some of which were helpful in me knowing Christ. And in other, other ways, some things uh, didn't edify my faith. They only caused me to ask more questions, uh, which that's, that's a good thing. Um, what is truth? Um, Pilate is asking really who you are and what have you done uh, to deserve this. And he's confronted with Jesus. And Jesus starts to present what, who he is and, um, and Pilate doesn't really want to hear that. Um, I want to present you with a concept of who Jesus is. Uh, I, uh, I'm a pretty practical guy. Uh, sometimes to a fault. Um, and sometimes when I think of Jesus, I only think of the physical. I think of the 30 years Jesus walked on the earth. And sometimes I relate to Jesus in that way. Um, because I know what it is to feel hurt, uh, bleed, cry, uh, just like Jesus uh, did. Let me give you a more e eternal picture of Jesus. And these are, these are not Pat's truths. These are biblical truths. I introduce you to a passage, uh, Hebrews 1, starting in verse 2. This is what God's word says uh, about Jesus. And now... These, in the final days, he was spoken to us through uh, his son. God promised everything to his son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the, expresses the character of God. He sustains everything by his mighty power of his commands. When he had clean, cleaned us from our sins, he sat down at the place of honor, at the right hand of the majestic God uh, in heaven. This shows 
that the Son is far uh, greater than the angels, just as the name of God is greater than their names. So, here is Pilate with this man in front of him, and Jesus starts to share what his kingdom looks like. And Pilate doesn't realize that truth is standing in front of him. Uh, Jesus claims that he is the way, the truth, and the light. Um, And truth is standing in front of him, and all he sees is a man. And you look at Hebrews 1, and it says that Jesus is the complete radiance of God. He is the one that reflects God's character and nature. He is the one in way we're going to know God. He also states that everything is comes through him. He created the whole universe through him through the power of his commands. He also is the one that sustains all things through his word. Jesus is the one that has provided for you and me the purification of sin. Um, It says that God made him that knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God. This, This guy is standing in front of Pilate and again, Pilate hears the beckoning crowds outside and does what is convenient and listens to the crowds instead of uh, Jesus. Some other passages. Who is this? Jesus says he's a king. Jesus in this says he has a kingdom and he alludes to him being a king. And I want to share some passages with you of Jesus' kingship. Uh, first of all, 1 Timothy uh, 6.15. Uh, it says, which God will bring about in his own time. God blessed uh, and only, uh, only, one only ruler, the king of kings, the lord of lords person he's speaking of is the person of Jesus that is the king of kings and lord of lords there is no higher authority there is no one that can speak more truth than this king Uh, I love the book of revelations it's complete mystery to me Uh, however I get to maybe peel back uh, who Jesus is away from the physical Jesus I knew for the 30 days he walked on earth and I get to see the spiritual Jesus in Revelations. Revelation 1, 4 through 5. Uh, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, um, grace and peace uh, to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is uh, the faithful witness, 
the firstborn from the dead, the ruler of all the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and freed us uh, from our sins through his blood. Again, a picture of Jesus as king of kings, lord of lords. He is king over every kingdom. He uh, has the power uh, he is the first from the dead and he has called us from the dead uh, and purified us through his blood. This is who Jesus is. This is what he has done for us. One last verse. Um, this is the return of Jesus before the return of Jesus to uh, the earth revelations nineteen sixteen, and on uh, his robe and on his thigh he had written king of kings and lord of lords I often think of Jesus as the um, poor um, shepherd or poor uh, guy that laborer um, But this verse speaks to him as king of kings who is coming back to redeem his uh, planet to create a new heaven and a new earth. And he speaks about that uh, kingship. And we have a lot of physical ideas of kingship. This is from Revelation 21, 1 through 4. And it speaks of the spiritual kingship um, and the ideal glor- the ultimate glorification of that kingship in the future, um, starting in 21. Um, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth uh, had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, preparing his bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from uh, the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among his people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And uh, God himself uh, will be with them and be their God. And I will wipe away uh, every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. And the old things will be passed away. Jesus introduced himself as a king. He also introduces himself as being uh, a king of a new kingdom. A kingdom that was unlike this world idea that uh, this this kingdom would be as unique as he would be as a as a king that our old standards uh, of what that would look like would be completely different and that we were we are invited into that kingdom as his people And Pilate 
hear, starts to hear some of this and his reply is, what is truth? He does not receive it. So what does he do? He leaves him again and goes out to the crowd and basically says, I don't see anything wrong with this guy. I don't see any charges. What would you like me to do with them? And the crowd responds uh, in 29 through uh, 40 uh, that uh, basically we would rather you release a murderer and a terrorist instead of releasing Jesus to us. Um, And next week you get to see... um, the continuation of how they deal with Jesus. Um, So what is the truth? Uh, If you look biblically, Jesus is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that died for you and me to wash away our sins so we may be the righteousness of God. If you look biblically, that is what is true. If you look at God's word, you see he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and there is no uh, greater truth than Jesus himself. There is no truth that has a higher authority than Jesus does. Two questions. What is truth? Jesus is truth. Second, what are you going to do with him? Um, The spiritual leaders at that time were confronted with Jesus and their response was, let's put him to death. Uh, Pilate was confronted with Jesus and he, he decided to do whatever the crowd wanted to do with him. You all have been confronted with Jesus. Some of you know him and some of you don't. What are you going to do uh, with the person of Jesus? Um, Sometimes, me personally, I want a convenient Jesus. Uh, Personally, sometimes. Um, As uh, bold as I am at times, I still like comfort. Um, I'm getting older and my idea of a vacation is uh, soft bed and room service uh, these days. And Jesus says things to me all the time that make me very uncomfortable. He says that he is the only way to uh, that I would be transformed in my life. He says to me that he is the only one that can deal with sin. He says to me that uh, daily I have to die to myself and be uh, nude. He he says to me that um, I have to pick up my cross each day. He says a lot of things to me and I don't find any of them convenient. 
unfortunately. Um, but I do find them truthful. And I have to decide what I'm going to do with that. Um, I challenge you, um, one, to recognize, to spend time with Jesus and to find out who he says he is. And don't take any substitutes. And the second part in your in your life, day in and day out, um, hold all these voices that come uh, day in and day out, the voices that of fear and doubt, the voices of uh, people saying who you are, the voices of other truth coming in, the voices of who you think you are. I I pray that you're able to hold that up to the truth of who God is and who he says you are and take those thoughts captive. What is truth? Uh, Jesus is our way, our truth, our life. Are we going to follow him? Um, Let me pray. And uh, I'll invite the uh, worship team to come up. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. Um, I thank you that you're not a convenient God. You shake things up. I thank you that you're a jealous God. You are king and we are your people and you don't want to let us go. Um, thank you uh, that you have given your word, you, your spirit uh, to us that lead us into all truth. I pray that we can see you as who you are. And I pray that you would be with us day in and day out, forgiving when we don't see you as who you are or don't um, believe in the truth of your promises. I pray that uh, day in and day out that we look less like ourselves and our concept of how this world should be and look more like uh, your son, Jesus Christ. Just praise you. Thank you. Your son's name. Amen.